Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks. I'm Noah Richmond. And we are here today to discuss a new Blu-ray release of a horror anthology called The Mortuary Collection from writer-director Ryan Spindell and our good friends over at uh, RLJE. And... This actually came out back in 2020, but the Blu-ray release is this month, April, and everyone knows I am a sucker for horror anthologies or anthologies of, of any sort, but they seem to make more horror ones than they do science fiction ones, and maybe I should uh, write something to do something about that. <laughs> But uh, this is a very interesting horror anthology, gorgeous to look at, uh, in my opinion, a little bit uneven in some of the storytelling, but, and not for lack of trying, I did try to get a hold of director Ryan Spindell to ask him questions about this film because it is a very interesting and compelling film. And I will tell people right off the bat, I did not recognize Clancy Brown's character until he opened his mouth and spoke. <laughs> uh-huh. I totally didn't recognize him at all until I'm like, oh, I know that voice. So, Noah, how did you like Mortuary Collection? So Mortuary Collection, as you said, considering that this is pretty much a produced-for-shutter film there's not a lot of budget behind it to make this um they really managed to put out something that looked probably much larger than the actual budget it was made on Mm -hmm. uh it was definitely a, a labor of love for a lot of the people that um you know that that assembled it and i think i'm getting a lot of that partly from having sat down with the Blu-ray and listened to the audio commentary and, you know, just how many favors got called in (laughs) from various different corners uh, and to get people to just show up because they believed in this project. Um, And you really do wind up something that has a look about it and the whole wraparound um, theme of this town of Raven's End and going into this Raven's End mortuary and um, it really does capture a kind of um, I'm not sure what you know I, I guess like a sort of goth, gothic Disney-esque quality uh, I, something maybe a little reminiscent of uh, early Tim Burton uh, mm-hmm. but Okay. It really it really evokes this whole sense of kind of fun gothic atmosphere, which is just what I want for going into this kind of uh, of an anthology uh, tale, and it has this wraparound story that is kind of this main narrative that is being propelled through telling these vignette stories um, that are the um, anthology. (laughs) 
So all of that I thought was, was all of that I really appreciated. And I was particularly impressed with Clancy Brown. Um, I have not seen him in a role quite like this before. And he really knocks it out of the park as this sort of kind of a Lurch-like character and somewhere between Lurch and Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, he's sort of this tall, imposing, ominous, creepy, but at the same time, there's like this, you know, this this very powerful figure. Um, So all of that I thought was really great. Um, Unfortunately for me, when it came to the actual stories themselves it's not that they were bad but they weren't what i was looking for Mm. um as i said for me what i was looking for is it had the wrapper of what i wanted to see which is kind of this fun throwback quality it's it's kind of like uh i guess it was described as trying to be like the disney haunted mansion um, but then you go into it and then they wanted the stories to really be like tales from the crypt, 1950s monster movie throwback type stories. <laughs> and they really aren't that they, the stories that you wind up getting are much more, I, I guess, closer in vain to, uh, body horror, I think is the term that, uh, Cronenberg <laughs> Uh, David Cronenberg invented Mm -hmm. Um, but even then it's not I don't know somehow for for me a lot of the story is there was just a lot of um, what what is what is the word human liquids (laughs) (laughs) but not necessarily just over the top blood and gore it was a lot of uh <laughs> exploration of, of of bodily functions and um wasn't much to it in the way of monsters and supernatural mm-hmm. or demons or parts that were kind of more your straight up uh slasher homage mm-hmm. was like it, they 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 had this weird story within a story where you're watching a movie that's just ripping off Halloween, but it's blatantly ripping off Halloween. So, you know, it's supposed to be a rip off of Halloween. <laughs> and then you have a real life story going on at the same time that parallels this it... Halloween rip off that's being broadcast on the TV screen. Was it the babysitter but... killers or the babysitter? Right, killer? The... Yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> so like you have that, but there's never any, but why, why the movie within the movie? What does that add? What, 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 what is, what does that do for you to have this movie within the movie? <laughs> the, I um, think, I think the movie within that story was the red herring to lead you down the path you were expected to go down So that the surprise twist would Uh surprise you more. I don't know if that hurt it more because I I sort of saw it coming. 
it it wasn't the twist I was expecting, but I was expecting a a twist that would uh-huh. was not your ordinary twist. And I got that part wrong, but I got the timing of it exactly right. I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, that one's not what I thought was happening, but okay, that works. And no, we're not going to spoil it because if you do see it, you're going to go, whoa, really? (laughs) Okay, then. And then, like I said, the wraparound story, I agree with you, was a lot, a lot of fun. I understood why they were dangling threads with the movie within the movie and I'm not sure how those I thought the 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 three stories that were told would connect and they didn't and I was kind of disappointed by yes. that yes yes absolutely I had the same reaction and in fact one of the things that was kind of maddening so you have the first story you know, with this woman in in a bathroom and it's very brief. And at the end of it, you have the mortician telling this story to, uh, a potential new hire. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Sam. And uh, so Sam is, is, is her name and the mortician is telling her these, these stories and at the end of the first story, she's she says, okay, well, that wasn't much of a story. There wasn't much to that. And I was thinking, oh, okay, well, good to hear that. Because <laughs> I was thinking that sequence, there was, okay, what was that? There wasn't much to it. But here she's saying that. Therefore, the director knows this. And that means that they're planning on tying this in later on. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I thought that first story was sort of a, a teaser, a test. That's why it it was it was shorter than the other two stories that were told. And like you said, you know, like she said, there not much to that story. Like he was reeling her in. And that's when I realized I'm like, okay, the the vignettes we're gonna see aren't the real story. At least that's what I thought. And then uh-huh. you started to get into like the second story with the the husband and his dying wife, and then the third. Uh, I think story. that was the third story. Yeah. Was the second story was the birth control one. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, the third story was with the dying wife, and the the first story was the the uh, women's live free sex use protection story, and. I thought there was going to be more of a through line carrying those last stories since the first story was a quote setup and then each story went farther. But yeah, those two, those two middle ones were a lot of body horror (laughs) that I think could have tied more together to what for what the mortician was trying to say I don't know I'm not so sure about that but visually speaking in terms of effects and the the effectiveness of the actors uh the 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 birth control one was funny I just just right just as in terms of unexpected body fluids 
up here <laughs> at different points was was just it wasn't so much horrific as just funny and right and then yeah. like the third one with the the man and trying to figure out what to do with his dying wife that that became a little surreal i'm not sure what yeah the final point of that was but it was gorgeously right. shot I mean, I thought that that third one, I thought the point of it was that here's this this guy who's you, you can kind of sympathize that he's in this really difficult position and he has, he has a, this hard choice to make and then um, he winds up being horribly punished for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know. And the the town doctor, what was the point of him being in those those last three? Well, the town doctor was actually in every one of them. He was he was even in the first one. He um, was? But just in that, the 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 pickpocket is going through the wallets right, of the people yeah. that she's taken. Right, so what, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. What that's his wallet with his picture in it. Yeah. Hmm. There's a dangling thread with that doctor, and now I'm annoyed because I don't know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think I had a similar reaction of thinking the way it was presented that all of these tales would tie into each other somewhat more than they did because they are all supposed to be kind of facets of this world of, um, you know, Raven's End that, mm-hmm. they're, that they've created. Um, and yet each one is just kind of its own thing going off in its own place. And then, as I say, you know, the other thing is it's all kind of somebody's idea of like, this seems like a crazy wild thing. Let's, let's go with it rather than somebody actually thinking through some kind of narrative storyline of, (laughs) you know, and then they, found the cursed amulet and then they summoned the demon and that you know like there's none of that it's just (laughs) all the guy's wife's brain dead and then (laughs) they they take this ride to hell (laughs) like like there's at least at least for the the two middle stories the opening one the thing is is that there just isn't any story it's just this kind of vignette Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I, I thought might build into something later, and it doesn't. And then the last one goes back to more of like a traditional suspense, <laughs> right? Uh, thriller type uh, type story. But they they are kind of discordant. They don't really mesh together. Um, yeah, I think I think anthology. I have been spoiled. My expectations for anthology series have been spoiled by uh, a movie that came out, I don't know, maybe three years ago, three, four years ago, called Tales of Halloween. And there's 10 short films. they all around 10 or 12 minutes each. And they all happen in one single Halloween night in this one town and they do all connect and that was just awesome. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so, uh-huh. like I said, so when so when I see an anthology collection that is set up 
to connect like that and it doesn't I mean if it's not going to connect like that don't tease me <laughs> and say it is yeah yeah no I'm with you there although I'm, I'm thinking of like other classic anthology films that I have enjoyed where the stories didn't so much tie together but somehow I felt like it were they worked better together thematically and i'm thinking particularly like the original creep show okay yeah um uh and similarly the tales from the crypt and vault of horror movies that came out in the 1970s mm-hmm. um well, maybe tales to... the first tales of the uh, tales of the hood that that tied in really nicely uh-huh yeah, I'm sorry to say I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. It's, the, 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 it's on the my very, radar screen yeah. if, I, if I ever come across a streaming service that has it. <laughs> the very first one is something you need to see. It is it is it is craftily done. Yeah, another one that was kind of a favorite of mine was Mario Baba's Black Sabbath. Yeah, that is one I have fact, not seen. <laughs> yeah. It's actually that's the film that uh, that the band took their name from, but uh, but yeah, those those were all anthologies that horror anthologies that I can think of that I really enjoyed and that um, and it, I mean certainly something that tends to be a weakness with anthologies is invariably usually when you see these films there's they're not all of the same level. Some of the stories are going to be better than others, mm-hmm. um, which, whichever one that you happen to see. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I think, I just think that there are collections of stories that work to be- work better, better together as a whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from my yeah. point of view. Yeah. But of course, I've also said that I'm also looking for something a little more traditional. You know, I, I like anthologies like Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Um, that, that was, uh, uh, you know, Peter Cushing from this, uh, I think the 60s, as I recall, was another one. Um, you know, but I, I, I like more the, the classic creature feature. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not what this is. And to be fair, it's probably not what the director was trying for it to be either. So, um, and a lot of people have been quite happy with it. I'm I'm not unhappy with it. And like I said, it was gorgeously shot. The performances are fun. Uh, I would probably give this a solid three, and uh, three out of five, just to to be clear. But this is one of those stories where or one of these films where I look at it and the problem for me with it is not one that budget would solve. It would have just more time, you know, to, to restructure maybe two of those vignettes or just take the step back and look at where you wanted these to connect, if you wanted them to connect, because don't half connect them, because that just, uh, from a storytelling point of view, that just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess for myself, um, for, for me, I, I 
I respect it more more than I like it, and just <laughs> okay. be, just because I don't ultimately wind up liking it, um, I would have to just give it quote more like two out of five, um, and 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 that's not because I uh, I can't see all the love and um, creativity and passion that went into it, uh, but the stories just don't work for me. Um, I, I just, it's, it, it comes off too much like watching toilet humor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm looking for more of a, you know, a, a classic monster story. Cool. Well, there you have it. Uh, one and a half recommendations for this movie. Cause there, there are people who would enjoy this completely totally it is it like i said it is from a production standpoint it is a very well done film it's not boring it's it's intriguing enough to me where i was like i said i didn't get bored or distracted while i was watching it the performances connected with me it's just that some of the story uh got a little a little, just a tiny bit off track. And for someone who likes a lot of body horror, I think they would like this movie. I, I will say this. If you're somebody that is really interested in, in uh, the craft of filmmaking and you are somebody that this film uh, did appeal to you um, or, or, or does sound like it might appeal to you, uh, the the director really really gives a very effusive um, audio commentary on, on the DVD uh, where um, he really talks a lot about what was going on in, in, in the production and, you know, what kind of budgetary constraints and how they were working around things and giving some insights into how things were put together. Um, and, you know, then there's also quite a bit of extras uh, that go into kind of filling in gaps about uh, the making of and what kind of companies were brought in for this. Uh, it should also be mentioned for something that is this low of a budget, um, they, they really did luck out with uh, finding somebody to put together a soundtrack for them. Um, you know, there, there is some music in there that is original music that uh, is actually you know, well, well made. <laughs> uh, cool. So, so again, if you're somebody that is a fan of like, if let's say you've watched it on shutter and, and you really like mortuary collection and, and you're kind of a film geek and want to know all the ins and outs, uh, this is a DVD that, that you might want to pick up. Um, particularly uh, if you're uh, somebody that, wants to listen to audio commentaries because it is, a, it is an informative one. Cool. Well, Noah, thank you for joining me to share observations and insights on the Mortuary Collection. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thanks to you as well, Summer. It's uh, certainly one that had been on my radar screen. I'm glad I had a chance to check it out. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Slice of sound. 
Hey everyone, I'm Brent Lambert, guest editor for Escape Pod's Black Future Month special event. Submissions have been extended to the end of April and I'd love to see what you have. So if you had a new story you were wanting to start or you were close to finishing one, now is the time. Find all the details at escapepod.org. Looking forward to seeing your submissions. This is Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Rift Tracks, and you have bitten off a nice big chunk of slice of sci-fi. And again, I'd like to thank Noah for his insights and opinions on the Mortuary Collection, which is now available on Blu-ray with some very interesting behind-the-scenes, or I should say bonus featurettes. I really would like to see more anthologies come out. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure... I want another horror anthology just yet. Maybe a sci-fi one, maybe a fantasy one, maybe a uh, a thriller one, a mystery. Say, uh, yeah, a series of short mysteries investigated by a hard-put-upon, world-weary detective. Someone who's actually down on his luck as badly as the people who come to him for help. Hmm. Maybe I could do something with that. And I did some checking because the name Black Sabbath as a horror anthology film was not familiar to me. And now I know why. I had seen that movie years ago, decades ago, but it wasn't using that name. The other name listed for it is Three Faces of Fear, but I don't remember it having that name either. But I saw some of the clips from the trailers. I'm like, I've definitely seen this. So, yay old movies. Anyway, have you seen the Mortuary Collection? Weigh in. (laughs) Send me an email. Summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. Ask a question, leave a comment on the Mortuary Collection or any other anthology you've seen recently. Or come on by the website, sliceofsci-fi.com. Leave a comment for this episode you are listening to right now. Or, you know, hit me up on Twitter, at sliceofsci-fi. I will get back to most questions (laughs) promptly-ish. But yeah, if if it's on Twitter, I'll see it and eventually respond to it. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and Podchaser. And if you're listening through Apple or Stitcher, or you're a member of Podchaser, please leave us a review or a rating. Let people know you are enjoying this podcast and maybe other folks should check it out for themselves. And there is the hub of all this geeky goodness, sliceofsci-fi.com. Come on by, as I said before, leave a review, leave a comment on what we are doing here. 
Is there something you'd like to see more of? Is there an indie sci-fi or horror movie that I missed? Let me know. I'd like to thank everyone who is currently supporting our efforts here. Slice of Sci-Fi, Writers After Dark, Babylon Podcast, Charlie Jade. Your pledges through Patreon, your donations through PayPal really do help keep the lights on around here. And for that, I am grateful to you all. If you'd like to add your support to these efforts here, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. Pick a tier, any tier, and you will become eligible to win a perk. Every month I pick a name out of the hat, and that person gets to choose from a DVD, a Blu-ray, a 4K of a movie or TV series set that I happen to have around here. And we have books, lots and lots of books, advanced copies, finished copies, hardcovers, paperback. We have a large selection of books, and I am running out of space to keep all these wonderful goodies, which is why you, the loyal listeners and supporters of Slice of Sci-Fi and all these podcasts, you guys get first dibs as a show of my gratitude and appreciation And if a monthly pledge, and if a donation every now and then is more to your liking than a monthly pledge, the link to use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. Would a link to like Venmo or Cash App be more convenient for sending donations? Let me know. I have not even looked into those apps, but I can. I have Google Foo. I know how to use it. (laughs) But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next week. Take care. Mm -hmm.